God bless you. Turn in your Bible. Kobe, look. What happened to all our men? Look at this. Aaron's own nights. It's your Aaron's own nights. Bless his heart. Oh, here comes, here comes Ray. Kobe was getting nervous. He's going to have to study the Bible with a bunch of women. <laughs> They'll be back. Absolutely. They'll be back. Amen. Turn in your Bible to the book of Hebrews and the chapter 10. Hebrews 10. And before I begin tonight, let's just pray and open up our hearts to the word of God. How many of you believe God can speak to you right here on Wednesday night? He can change your life and change the course of your life, change the direction of your life in a moment. It doesn't take, uh, it doesn't take an angel or, or a visitation from heaven. All it takes is a word from God. And this word, listen, God can speak to us through frail and faulty uh, uh, you know, framework like I, uh, if he can use a donkey to speak to us, he can use me. And, uh, so tonight I want you to open up your heart. I really believe tonight I'm going to give you, uh, a, a little, uh, I'm going to, I don't want to say a nugget, a, a truth that is going to help you move forward in life. Really, in, in, in fact, next week we're going to look at it some more, but I want to talk to you tonight in just a moment about enduring the process. Uh, endurance is so important. So let's pray and let's ask God to speak to us and touch our lives tonight. Father, we thank you tonight that you're going to give us the power and the capacity not only just to survive, but to thrive. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to empower us in our lives, Lord God, for, for, for progressing into the future that you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Are you in Hebrews chapter 10? Hebrews chapter 10, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, uh, and if you can't talk about this or preach from this uh, passage of Scripture, then you just, you need to get saved, because verse 35 and 36 says this, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has what? Great reward. In fact, it's on the screen. Everyone say great reward. See, if you can't just sit there and talk about the fact that, man, when you get confident in God, it's going to move you to a whole new level of the blessings of God in your life. When your faith begins to strengthen. So don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. And here we go uh, to get there. For you have need of endurance. Everyone say endurance. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise. Now, wow, that fits in a, in, a, in a lot of different places, but how many of you know God has a plan for our life, right? And he has a will for our life. Look at your neighbor and say, God has a will for our life. He has a plan. He has a purpose. He really does. And to accomplish that requires endurance and a faith-filled endurance. Uh, and once you, you, you get a hold of endurance... Guess what? You can receive the, pro the promises of God. Okay? So, hey, fulfilling the will of God is a lifelong process. That's what we're talking about, enduring the process. Hey, how many of you know about everything re requires a process? Amen? Even miracles that seem instantaneous, there was a process to get them there. Yeah, how many of you realize that? Uh, you know, we were born, the only thing, and I guess we could argue for a process here, but how many of you know when you are born again, 
You are instantaneously birthed into the family of God. You're what the Bible calls justified. You're justified by what? Faith. And that, and that word justified, it is what? Just as if I'd never sinned, right? Boom. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. Uh, it's just instantaneous. Now, there's a process that comes that it, that begins once we are justified. It's called sanctification or being sanctified. That's a process. Everyone say that's a process. It's a lifelong process of becoming more and more like Him. And how many of you know success and doing the will of God and and progressing in our spiritual life or spiritual maturity? How many of you know spiritual maturity is a process. It really is. And so that's what I'm talking about tonight. And whatever process you're in the middle of, uh, you know what? It's going to require endurance in order to accomplish or to arrive at the place where God has for you to be. Answered prayer. How many of you know, sometimes that's a process. Now, my wife, she has great faith for parking spots. I'm trying to, I'm trying to move her to a whole new level of faith uh, where, you know, and, but, uh, she believes, she believes God for those things. And, and, uh, but it's, <laughs> but how many of you know, many times there's a span of time between amen and there it is. Did you catch that? You say, amen, so be it. I'm believing it. I thank you Lord for, for healing me or whatever. Sometimes there's a span of time between amen and there it is. And many times that's the process at work. And how many of you know, sometimes when nothing seems to be going on, something's going on. So we have need of endurance. Everyone say endurance. Look at your neighbor and say, you need endurance. And, and so that's what we're talking about, being able to endure the process. Now, as we'll see in just a moment, when we think of the word endurance, we think of Ho, 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 I'm going to endure this process. How many of you know that's really not what we're talking about? Oh, I'll just endure. You know, you talk to some Christians and, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I guess I'll make it. I'm just enduring this old cruel world that God has put me in and I think I'll survive. And uh, how many of you know that's not what we're talking about tonight? And so once again, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. I want to say great reward. And when you get confident in God, it has a great reward. But to get you there requires endurance. So you have need of endurance. So after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So think about some of the the biblical characters. And when you think about some of our forefathers of our faith, they endured the process. Think of of, uh, Moses and Joshua and Abraham, all those guys. In fact, look in Hebrews chapter 11. What's what's Hebrews, the the chapter in Hebrews? What's it called? It's It's the faith chapter. Did you know really the faith chapter is really, it's an endurance chapter as well. It's having faith through the process and enduring the process. Look in chapter 11, uh, verse 27 about uh, um, uh, Moses here. It says, by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of a king, for he endured. Everyone say he endured. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, 
and if we had time, we could look at the life of Moses. You know, uh, he got out in the middle of the desert serving his father-in-law for 40 years. How many of you know uh, you've got to have endurance to serve your father-in-law for four days? I mean, think about that for just a minute. But he did it for 40 years. Uh, and uh, uh, so he endured the process. You see, God called Moses. And uh, that's a kind of an interesting story to watch his life. But how many of you know... Even though he got the call of God on his life, uh, at a, you know, and everyone, you know, he, he was a man of destiny. There was a process to get him to the, to the steps of Pharaoh's uh, court saying, let my people go. Right? And so there's a process. And so it, this is what we see about it. He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Think of Paul the apostle. How many of you know that guy endured? You look at his life, wow. You know, uh, if I had time, we'd look at, uh, I think in Corinthians, he talks about, you know, he was beaten with rods and thrashed. And was it three times? No, three times beaten and one time left for dead, something like that. I mean, this guy had some serious uh, resistance to the process of God in his life. But what does it say about him in 2 Timothy 4, 7? When he comes to the close of his life, in fact, if you'd had the life of Paul the Apostle, it was very rewarding in his life, but it's also very taxing. And uh, all the more reason when you study his life, he said, I'd rather go home to be in heaven. After you've been beaten two or three times, I probably, hey, glory to God, I'm ready for heaven. (laughs) And on one side, I'd rather go, but I know it's better for me to stay. But when he comes to the close of his life, 2 Timothy 4, 7, the declaration, I fought the good fight. I kept the faith. And he said, because of that, there's laid up for me. And he begins to talk about the reward. He endured the process. And so hugely important. Hi, Alma, how you doing? Good to see you. Amen. He endured the process. And that's where all of us have to come to in life. Uh, and so, in fact, in Hebrews 10, 35 and 36, the one we quoted, that's, that's, that's just all about enduring the process and being able to have faith in the middle of the process. And so when you get, think about Jesus now. After, after the faith chapter in, in Hebrews 11, there's a therefore. In the faith chapter is all those who endured the process and they had faith through the middle of it. Therefore, we also... You see, they walked through the process and kept their faith. Therefore, we also. Everyone say, therefore, we also. In other words, the same uh, 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 faith and the same endurance that Moses and Joshua and the forefathers of our faith, Paul the Apostle, Timothy, uh, you know, even Peter, uh, who, by the way, was crucified upside down, I think, from a historical uh, understanding. He endured the process And then Jesus, it says, therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily ensnare us. And let us run with what? Somebody say endurance. Let us run with endurance. Now, even the word run, he's taught, he's uh, uh, Paul a couple of places. And well, we don't know for sure if Paul wrote Hebrews. I tend to believe he did, but he's kind of using the race, uh, illustration. He used it in another place in Corinthians. Uh, but uh, he's talking about progress. He's talking about moving forward in life. And let me tell you something. Enduring, endurance 
is paramount in moving forward into the destiny and the purpose of God for our lives. We live in a world that's so instant gratification oriented, right? I mean, just about anything you want, you can, you can have in your possession in a matter of moments. I mean, you got instant potatoes. Come on, you can have it. You don't even have to peel those rascals. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, just about anything you want. I saw the commercial about the not so smart getting sushi at the gas station. Not a good idea, but hey, you can get it, right? You, you, you know, something's different in the world when just about, I'm, I'm still amazed at the internet. There's no reason for me to ever go to the store again or go looking if they have a part in, 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 the, in the shop because I can put the part number and the brand number of any of my mowers or anything and just boom, that, uh, there it is. Oh, uh, there's an order. Oh my gosh, what's the credit card? And two days later or one day later, it's on my front porch. That's, that's the world we live in. And so when you think of enduring the process and having to be, you know, uh, you know, long-term in your thinking about getting from point A to point B, it under, it's kind of, it kind of goes against the grain of our nature in this culture we live in. Not so much in earlier days, but in this hour, endurance and being able to endure the process is hard for us. So, but it says, let us therefore lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, here's our other example, the author and finisher of our what? Who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? Endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How many of you know Jesus to get back to heaven and to accomplish the will of God for his life on planet earth, he had to endure the process. No different for us. If we're going to get from point A to point B and move forward into the destiny of God for our life, we're going to have to learn to endure the process. Now, uh, let me give you three thoughts about three enduring facts about endurance that I think are so important. And, and I've, it's very clear, but let me just say it. Number one, endurance is an act of faith. It's not just gritting your teeth. It's an act of faith. Everyone say it's an act of faith. God's given to all of us a measure of what? Faith. And what? go back to Hebrews chapter 10. Therefore, don't cast away your confidence. What is that? Faith, which has great reward. So to endure is an act of faith. It's not just gritting your teeth. And I'm going to close with a passage of Scripture tonight that's going to really illustrate that well. But uh, uh, in fact, uh, uh, that's what Paul said when he came to the close of his life. And he, and he finished his race. He said, I fought a good fight. You know what he just said there? I endured the process. It was not easy. It was a battle, but it was a good fight. How many of you know what a good fight is? It's one you win. Now, any, pugil- any former pugilist in the, in the group? I just saw on the internet, I don't know if you can believe everything you read on the internet, but uh, that one of the, there's a, uh, I don't know what, I don't know, a reality show. It's not a reality show, but uh, Celebrity Boxing. Is that a show? I think, or it's a new show. They asked Rick Warren, Rick Warren, 
to, to be on it. He said, I, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. I, he said, well, they said, we'll give you a million and a half bucks for the, uh, for the charity of your choice. He said, I'm feeling led to be a fool for Christ. <laughs> now, I, I read this on the other, I think. And so they said, you get to pick your opponent if you can convince one of the other high-profile preachers to, to, to box you. So uh, who was it, uh, Trent? Was it? You know, no, he said, he said, Joel Osteen's too puny. He didn't want to beat him up. Uh, oh, I can't remember one of them. No. Uh, so anyway, they're, they're doing it for charity. Uh, uh, I don't know how I got off on that particularly, uh, but Paul fought the fight of faith uh, and it's a struggle. It's a battle. Any pugilists here? I never was a fist fighter. The only fist fight I ever got was a one punch Sally. And I was on the receiving end. And I was the Sally. Boom, down I went. Uh, and so Paul said, I fought a good fight. In other words, I endured and I arrived. I finished the race that God has for me. And how did he do it? By keeping the faith. That's the way it was with uh, Moses here. He endured and kept. Look what it says in verse 27. I read it just a moment. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, you know what as seeing him who is invisible really means? He had faith in the one he couldn't see. So endurance is an act of faith. When you look at something, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get through this? How am I ever going to get over this? How am I ever going to get past this? Let me just say, is there anybody here ever experienced something in life, some big, you know, 9-11 in your life, and you went, OMG, how am I ever going to get through this? Am I the only one? Okay, and you think, oh, oh, how's that going to happen? Hey, it's, it's not by just gritting your teeth and, you know, and hanging on till Jesus comes. It's, it's moving to a level of faith in your life that says, hey, I, you know what? I'm going to keep my eyes on him who's invisible. I'm going to endure the process because I have faith in my, in my God and in my future. Somebody say amen. amen. So it really is an act of faith. That's what Hebrews is all about, uh, enduring the process. Hebrews 10, Hebrews 11, Hebrews 12. It's all about the fact that endurance is an act of faith. And so I want, to enca- I want to challenge you in something. Enduring the process requires us to build our faith on the, hey, and, and strengthen ourselves. Anybody know how you build your faith? Just some throw, just, it's turned into discussion time for a moment. How do we build our faith? When we're looking at life, especially maybe if we're in the middle of the, we, you know, we're on the face of a 9-11 in our life. How do we build our faith? Yes, Ray? Pardon me? Enduring through the struggles, standing strong, yes? Amen. Believing until, until you see it, amen. How does our faith grow? Through the Word of God, amen. How do we, hey, what does it say? We, faith comes by what? And hearing the Word of God. Did you know tonight, if your ears are open, your faith can grow by just hearing the word of God. Everybody put your Mickey Mouse ears on. I'm ready. Come on now. I'm ready to hear. I want to hear what God has to say because I've got some. Hey, do you think, do you think it's going to be all apple pie and Chevrolet from now till Jesus comes? Lord Jesus, we got 
46 gallon of gas. What on earth are we going to do? Hey, we got to have faith. We trust him. So to endure is an act of faith on our part. Okay, so just embrace that. Embrace the reality that, hey, I'm going to build my faith. I'm going to build myself up in the most holy faith. There's another way. Uh, is that Jude 20? We build ourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. There's two ways of looking at that. How many of you know, uh, we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit prays through us with groanings too deep for words, praying in the Spirit, praying in our prayer language, but just getting in the Spirit, begin to pray. Listen, most people are prayer warriors and not prayer warriors. Pretty close to the same spelling, but a whole different result. And let me just say, I know, how many of you know God's merciful? He's merciful. But when we come to him, oh God, we're a prayer worrying instead of prayer warrior in. I can't say it, prayer warrior in, that's not a word. But understand, understand, there's a whole, it's a whole different way of approaching your obstacle. And approaching your your future and moving forward uh, into the purpose of God. You know, Trent just finally finished up uh, nursing school and all that stuff. And how long did it take you, Trent? Come on. A long time? Two and a half years? That was a process, right? How long did it take you to finish school? Seven and a half years. Oh, he really endured the process. It was a process. You ever feel like quitting? (laughs) He knew the prize. There you go. I love it. Oh, I tried to trip him up. He had the eye on the prize. That's awesome. And so, hey, it takes endurance. And it's an act of faith on our part. Amen. So we stir up. We pray in the spirit. We read the word. We build ourselves up in the most holy faith. You know, I have people over through the years, pastoral, they, they call and they say this. Oh, pastor, would you pray for me? Or pray for so and so? And I will, because the Bible says there are two or more, you know, there's power. But it's almost like I need somebody that has faith to pray. I need somebody else. How many of you know God wants us to activate our faith? In fact, let me just say, there's nobody can get you through an issue any better than you. Hello. Somebody can tweet that tonight. There's nobody, hey, when you get, you get up and you say, hey, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't want to be stuck. I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to let this temporary thing. In fact, we're going to look at some things and realize, hey, God uses some things actually to help us uh, that we don't like, but they help us. I'm going to activate my faith. I'm going to build up my faith. I'm moving forward in faith. I'm progressing in faith. It didn't say Moses and all his prayer warriors forsook Egypt. Moses and all his support group (laughs) forsook Egypt. At times, there's nobody else, right? Thank God for support groups. Man, I thank God for people in my life that were support groups. Listen, hey, there's nobody can get you through your issue and move you forward any faster into the destiny of God for life other than you. Getting a hold of your faith and begin to say, ooh, glory to God. Everyone say it's an act of faith. It's also an attitude of faith. How many of you know it's an attitude, 
Now, here's the cool part about this word endurance. Now, there's, in King James, sometimes it's translated patience, sometimes it's translated perseverance. But the Greek word that I talk about here, when we, that, that's in Hebrews chapter 10, the Greek word is hupomone. Everyone say hupomone. It means cheerful endurance. Everyone say cheerful endurance. It's a whole, it's an attitude, man. Endurance is an attitude. And, and if the attitude is, like I mentioned earlier, well, uh, I'm just hanging out. That's not endurance. That's being pathetic. That's being survival mind. I'm just going to try to survive through this. If I can just hang on. That's a whole day. Hey, there's something about getting the joy of the Lord in the middle of an issue. And being able to say, hey, glory to God. I, and here's, hey, I'm going to have a cheerful endurance. Listen. I don't think the majority of America wants to see us sweating through it. Just sweating through the process. The world needs to see us in the middle of our journey, in the middle of our, our obstacles, in the middle of our issues, with the joy of the Lord in our heart based upon our faith. It's a cheerful endurance because I have faith in him and I, have, I am happy in him. Everybody say happy, happy, happy. Amen. I'm happy because I know that God is ultimately in charge of my life. And I have a cheerful endurance. Now, interesting thing. The first place this word hupomone is used, Jesus used this word. And in a scenario that you would not think in the context of what we're thinking, look over in Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Jesus is teaching an important truth about sowing and reaping. Look in verse 8, verse 15, chapter 8, verse 15. He says this, but the ones, speaking of the sower and the seed, we talked about this earlier, but the ones that fell on the good ground, in other words, the seed that worked and brought forth fruit, are those who having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with what? Patience. Patience. There's the word hupomone. Cheerful endurance. Now, every sower of seed has to have this attitude of faith. In fact, why would you sow seed if you didn't believe that it would bring forth a harvest? How ludicrous of us. What are you doing out here putting those seeds in the ground? I don't know. I haven't got a clue. Just obeying what the Bible says to do. No, I, I'm sowing this seed because I know that if I endure, hey, I'm, ex, I'm, I'm not, cons, this issue of sowing is not a problem for me because I know something about this principle. What I sow, I will reap. There is coming a harvest time. And so Jesus uses this word about cheerful endurance. It's like, man, it's, it's sowing time. It's meaning it's time to begin to cultivate a whole new harvest. Now, somebody who's a sower, somebody who understands sowing and reaping, here's, in fact, gosh, Jesus taught the principle. He said, you know, some sow, some, some seed you sow, it'll produce a 30, 60, 100-fold return. It's a, it's a law, right? How many of you know there's some laws in Scripture? Now, you don't abuse laws. 
You don't misuse, uh, uh, misuse laws, but there's a principle of sowing and reaping. And I'm learning some of that on a personal level. You'd think the pastor would have got this figured out a little by now, but uh, I've, been, I've been challenging myself in, in sowing seed out of the ordinary seed that I wouldn't normally sow, and, and it's been good for me and therapeutic, and, and it's just been amazing how it works, too, by the way. I just, oh, Beverly and I have just been, we thought, well, we, we, had, this, we had this down, but Man, it's a whole new level. I get excited about being a blessing. And I'm working my way up. I've got a long way to go, but I'm working my way, my way up. But, hey, it, it's the, the sower of seed knows, hey, there is a harvest coming. And so, therefore, there's a cheerful endurance. In fact, here, here's a, something I wrote down. Uh, the sower knows it's not about how many seeds are in the apple but how many apples are in the seed? Ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. Man, in this one seed, how many apples are going to be produced because of this one seed? It makes sense to sow more seed. So there's that cheerful endurance, that understanding and that persevering with, with pleasure and joy in our heart. And how many of you know attitude most of the time is the great difference maker anyway? It really is. I mean, say... I was tickled with Kobe's response. He said, nope, I never thought about giving up because I knew the reward. I knew the end result. He had a cheerful endurance. That's awesome. Here's one of my favorite passages of Scripture along that way. Turn to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. What does old James say? Verse 2. I used to think this guy was a little off because nothing about this sounds fun but how many of you know joy doesn't mean it's fun joy has to do in fact go back to Jesus what did it say about Jesus he endured the cross and then it says because of the joy that was set before him he endured the cross look what it says for us my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials How can you do that? It's based on what you know. You know what freaks a lot of people out about the the trial? What you don't know. You know what causes people to to quit or to back up or to throw in the towel? It's, well, how on earth is, you don't look at it based on what you don't know. You look look at it based on what you do know. You see, you might know that Pardon me, all hell's breaking loose all around you. Yeah, I'm, I'm right in the middle of this mess. Foundations of my future shaking. You, you might know that, but there's a higher knowledge that, that can overtake that knowledge. And look what James says. Count it all joy, brother, when you fall into various trials, knowing, there it is, that the testing of your what? The testing of your faith produces what? There's the word hupomone. That's endurance. A cheerful endurance. And so when, when all, you know what, breaks loose and when you're going through a 9-11 of life and, and, or, or life just hard, has life ever just been hard for you? You know, there are times in my life when I think, can, can, can a man get a break around here? <laughs> Have you ever felt like this? Like, 
golly, can a guy get a break? Look down the street. These guys getting all the breaks. It's time for my break. It's my day. I'm ready for a break. You feel like that. When you feel like, man, I can't catch a break. Uh, I don't know. Hey, listen, you don't know what the future of that moment is. But you do know something that eclipses that knowledge that the testing of your faith will produce a positive result in your life of endurance. And look what endurance does. The testing of your faith produces endurance, but let endurance have its perfect work. Stop right there, look up at me. In other words, don't bail out before the process is complete. Most people quit too quick. They give up, they throw in the towel because they, they're, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on. I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't know why. I don't know why. Hey, wait, I know something that if I'll just endure the process, if I'll let, hey, I'll I'll have faith in the middle of this thing. It's going to produce a a joyful endurance in me. And that joyful endurance in me, when it begins to really go to work in me, guess what? I'll become to a place where I'm perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so it's an attitude. It's a joy. It's a smile. I'm enduring the process. Amen? So enduring fact number one, endurance is an act of faith. It's an attitude of faith that you and I have to embrace and embrace with joy. And then number three, and we'll expound here just a few moments. Endurance is endowed, but it must be daily developed. It's endowed. How many of you know what endowment is? How many would love to be endowed financially for the rest of your life? Amen. That's what you understand the word endowed. Now, as a, as a Christian, and I'll show, show you this, this to you. In fact, turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. As a Christian, okay, we have been endowed with the, with the blessings of God in our life. And if Jesus endured and he lives on the inside of us, right? We have been endowed with the capacity to endure the process, right? But how many of you know it must be developed? It's like a natural-born athlete. I don't know about you. I, I know most of you didn't stay up late last night and watch the Mavs get beat by the Lakers. Anybody here? I knew it. Nobody did. I barely, I mean, I, I was just, I was telling Trenton, Ryan today at lunch, I said, at 8.30 when y'all were worshiping your guts out at first Tuesday, I was at home snoring <laughs> trying to get a little nap before 9 30 basketball game started and uh so i got to halftime and they retired shaquille o'neal's jersey it was a big deal to him now shaquille o'neal is the epitome of a of a natural born athlete but you know what as soon as he quit playing basketball you know what he started doing because his natural abilities still require daily development. He's endowed. I mean, this guy's a monster. He just, you know, the shack attack. I mean, this guy's bad to the bone. But without daily development, you know, I watched Okobe. They were talking about him. He, he's, he, he said he's dunking on Father Time. I mean, he's, I don't know how old he is. He's one of the older guys. But 
amazing. And they talked about his daily routine of staying in shape and staying fit, even through, uh, you know, injury and adversity. Uh, he's dunking on Father Time. He's, he, he keeps pressing forward. But he's a naturally endowed athlete, but it's daily developed. It's the same way with endurance, okay? So let me show you this. And First Peter, pardon me, Second Peter uh, chapter 1. We've got plenty of time here. Uh, and I'm gonna, then I'm going to give you some added insight. Look here at chapter, oh, well, let's begin in verse 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. How many of you know none of us worked for that? We're endowed with faith. For it's, uh, it's a gift of God, right? Ephesians 2. Everyone say faith is a gift. So if faith is a gift, endurance is a gift. We've been endowed. Okay? You just have to appropriate it. Uh, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. There you go. The more you know him, the more you understand all the blessings that you have because of him. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which has been given to us. There it is again. Oh my gosh, we're endowed. Everyone say we're endowed. We have these spiritual endowments of faith and grace in our life. He's given to us, uh, has been given to us exceedingly great precious promises that through these you may be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. In other words, let me just, for our context here, the first four verses. Wow. We have been given by God everything we need to be all that he wants us to be. We have, we are natural. When we were, when we were born into this world, we were natural born sinners. When you get born again, you're a natural born. You were born. You have a destiny. You've been endowed by God to be just like Jesus Christ, his son, but it's a process. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate that. And then look after, after he he builds that understanding in them. He says this in verse 5. After all these things that he has given us and all these promises we have, he's been given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, but also for this very reason. Now, catch this. Because of the fact that you have been given and blessed by God with everything you need to be all that he wants you to be in God's army, now... Catch this, for that reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Now, what are we learning here? This is the development of who we are in Christ. This is the development of the, of the endurance that God has given us. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control, uh-oh, look here, perseverance. Add it into your life. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. And so be it. Everyone say, so be it. So what you and I need to understand is, hey, yes, we've been, you know, we've been in, endowed by God. I saw an interview with, Who's the Star Wars uh, maker? Was it Lucas? Oh, yeah. Is he the one that dreamed it all up? Yeah, 
man, what's in his head, man? I just think about, and I, and I think it was Oprah interviewing him, and, you know, he has got a few bucks. Okay? And his kids are the heir apparent. But he said something like this. He said, I don't give my kids anything. They didn't work for it. They got to work for it. And I went, amen. You know, they could, in fact, if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. Shame on Mr. Lucas for being so stingy. No, you teach your kid. Hey, and so it's the reality that, hey, just because we've been endowed uh, uh, by God because of who, how great he is, and we just, he, you know, we were born again by faith, but that's not even of ourselves. He had to give us that too. For by grace you're saved through faith, and that's not even yourself. It's a gift of God. It's all what he's done for us, and he's blessed us, and he's helped us. Hey, but guess what? We have a responsibility to develop ourselves daily, especially in the arena of endurance. Because if you endure, you'll receive the promises. So, now, so let me give you three ways quickly, and we'll be done in about 10, 15 minutes, uh, uh, that we develop this endurance in our life. And I've hit around it, but let me kind of, let, let me be sermonic here for a moment. Endurance is developed in our life by way of vision and destiny. Everyone say vision and destiny. When we get a vision for our life and we understand destiny about our life, and that's what I've read to you three or four different ways. Hebrews ten thirty six. you have need of endurance. So after you've done the will of God, you may receive the reward. In other words, there is a reward. Everyone say there is a reward. There is a prize. Paul said, I'm pressing towards the prize. There, I've got a reason for all of this. There's a vision. Uh, why I endure is because I know what the end of this road will be like. That's what Paul said. I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my race. Now there's laid up for me a crown of rejoicing. And when we live our life with vision and destiny, it causes that endurance within us to rise to a whole new level. Conversely, you know one of the big reasons why people end their lives? Hopelessness. What's hopelessness? A complete lack of vision and destiny. A void of purpose. Right? And so, if we're going to develop endurance... We develop vision and destiny. That's, look at, if you can, go back to Hebrews 11. Look what it says about the forefathers of our faith. Where, where would Hebrews have gone? Anybody remember where it is? Oh, there it is. Hebrews 11, verse 13. Look what it says about some of the forefathers of our faith. These all died in faith. Verse 13, chapter 11. Not having received the promises... But having seen them afar off, were assured of them and embraced them. This is, to me, this is powerful stuff. I see it afar off. They died never having tasted it in the, in the natural realm. It says that they were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. Now that's what I call vision and destiny. The forefathers of our faith, regardless of their, of their issue, regardless of their trouble, regardless of the fact whether they're sawn in two or beaten and abused and battered and scarred, they were looking beyond the moment. 
into their future and destiny. And they were persuaded. It says, hey, they were were just strangers and pilgrims. This is only temporary. Look at somebody and tell them it's only temporary. When you realize that planet Earth is the shortest amount of time you'll ever live anywhere, we're just strangers and pilgrims. And if we don't get a hold of North Korea, it could all break loose in a hurry. I'm telling you. Everybody's worried about gun control and all that. Man, I'm worried about nuke control. (laughs) I'm not trying to scare you, but this world is fragile, my friend. It's it's temporary. Everyone say it's temporary. And so, hey, we... We endure the process by way of vision and destiny. That's what it said about Moses, Hebrews eleven twenty seven. I read it. As he endured because he could see him who was invisible. He had a vision and a destiny for his life. Amen. And then, of course, Jesus. What does it tell us about him? How do we endure? After all these forefathers of our faith, Hebrews 12. Therefore, we also, looking unto Jesus. Keep our eyes on the prize. Keep our hearts full of vision and destiny. And it will cause us to be able to endure the process with great joy. Amen. Number two, endurance, though endowed, is daily developed not only by vision and destiny, but by trials and tribulations. Oh, really? Absolutely. I read it already, but in James chapter 1, but look in Romans chapter 5. He hits this in another, uh, another place. Romans, Romans chapter 5, and James chapter, that says James 5, that should be James 1. James, Romans 5, therefore having been justified, there's that just as if I'd never sinned, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, catch that. That truth alone ought to just turn our world upside down and just go, hey, why am I concerned about this? Why am I frustrated here? Because I'm justified. Through whom also we have access, speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have access by faith into this grace, this unmerited favor in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, if that were not enough, we also glory in tribulations. How can we do that? It's in what we know, not in what we don't know. Knowing that that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. Everyone say tribulation produces perseverance. Trouble. In fact, you don't... You want to know one of the promises of Jesus? How many of you love to claim the promises? Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Oh, I want to sing the chorus, but I'll stop. Here's one of the promises. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But then, He doesn't leave it there, but be of good cheer. There it is, because I've overcome the world. I'm going to show up in the middle 
of your tribulation and your trouble and your trauma and get the glory. You just have to let this trial, this trouble have its perfect work in you. Let it work itself out in you. That's what James 5, James 1, <coughs> let it have its perfect work. Let it get, let it finish what it wants to finish in you. You see, one of the problems of the children of Israel, they never let the process continue and, 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 and they never would walk. So 40 years they wandered. And people, you, you know anybody like that? They just stuck in a rut of life because they will not allow the word and the will of God to be made real in their life and just say, hey, I'm, I'm moving through this thing. Uh, so it's the trials and tribulations. Number three, uh, endurance, though endowed, is daily developed by responsibility and reward. One of the things about endurance that has helped me, how many of you know responsibility has a way of working in your favor? Responsibility is a big deal. You know, with my kids, I was responsible to get them from point A to point B. And some of you have not arrived at that place yet, but uh, it produces within us the necessity to endure, right? Ray, you can't quit. Why? You can't give up. You got you got kids. You have responsibility. You've been given responsibility by God to oversee. In fact, Hebrews twelve one. Uh, what does it say? If you if we were to go to it says therefore being an understanding that we're surrounded. By so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight of the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run uh, the race with what? Endurance. Because of the responsibility that we have to others. Some people say, well, that's heaven watching you. Well, sure, but how many of you know the world's watching you too? We're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Did you know if you've ever expressed your faith, and you should, but wherever you've expressed your faith in the, in, in the culture of our day, they're just waiting for you to blow it. That's why I said, now, because we're surrounded, because of the responsibility we carry as children of God, we lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily ensnares, and we run with endurance the race that's set before us. The response, hey, Endurance is developed by the responsibility we embrace as children of God. That's what Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.2. It's the 2 Tim 2 principle. Timothy, the things that I've shared with you, you, you have a responsibility to share it with others. Take the truths that I told you and you share it with others. You see, we have responsibility with family, with friends, with the world. We've said, and it'll build endurance. You can't quit because people are watching us. Right? You know, I heard a story about uh, a particular uh, ministry that uh, is one way publicly and a little different way privately. Now, I'm, I'm going to stay vague here. I don't have firsthand knowledge, but pretty sure. I mean, one way public, another way. How many of you know, if that be true, 
the integrity and, and the longevity is so severely limited. You know, our kids, the people that look to us, you know, whatever we fudge on, they're going to fault in. What did Ryan say today? I, he's got a little saying about this, trend. Do you remember? He said, whatever, something along, I can't quite remember his life. Yeah, whatever you do in moderation, your kids will do in excess. And that's true. And so, our, so the responsibility is huge, and it'll, it'll, it'll help us endure. And then, of course, uh, the reward is not a bad reason either to help us endure. Just like Kobe said just a few moments ago, the revelation of reward, eternal reward. Did you know we, did, and in fact, uh, anybody remember Bruce Wilkinson? He wrote uh, The Prayer of Jabez. Uh, he also wrote another book about, about this kind of theme. And he said, uh, I can't remember the name of the little book, but he said, everything, how you live your life today affects you for all eternity. Oh, really? Oh, really? The way we live our life today affects us for all eternity. Because we're living for eternity. Most people live for the now. And, and so, but when you look to the reward, the long-term vision of God for your life, and realize there's a reward. In fact, Paul uh, shared this in 1 Corinthians 9 when he talked about Run to win. Everyone say run to win. I mean, why would you get in the race if you had no mindset of winning? He said run to win. He said, you know, some people compete to receive a perishable crown. But we are running for an imperishable crown. There is a reward. And I want to hear when I come to the close of my life from the words of my Savior well done thou good and faithful servant you ran well you endured the process with a smile on your face now let me close with a verse Colossians chapter 1 verse 11 let me do a little side note here. How many of you know there's a lot of different versions of the Bible? And we all know that King James was, is the right one because it just sounds, no. A lot of different versions of the Bible. I happen to preach primarily out of the new King James. There's translations and then there's paraphrases, right? Paraphrase uh, is exactly that. It's not a translation, it's paraphrase. Okay. But sometimes you read these paraphrases and it just kind of opens it up for you to kind of grasp it. I don't ever suggest just leaning completely on a paraphrase, but wow, to help you embrace a truth, read a few paraphrases. And in fact, one of them, the message is great. I mean, in, in Colossians 1.11 says this. In fact, I don't even know how it reads in New King James, but here's what he says. We, we pray... And I know that, yeah, we pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Everybody say, I'm in it for the long haul. He said, we pray that you'll have strength to stick it out over the long haul. 
not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. Now that says it all to me. He said, we, we pray that you stick it out over the long haul, not by just gritting your teeth and bearing up under the pressure, but getting under the glory strength. Everyone say the glory strength. Not just gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy. I'm going to read it again now that I've commented it to death. I'll put it together. Sometimes I just comment things to death. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy. Amen. Now, after reading that or quoting that, we've got to at least smile. Amen. And so we've got to endure the process. How do we do it? How's it developed in us? By vision and destiny, by trials and tribulations. That's just a part of the process. Right? It's just part of the process. Responsibility and reward. Listen, none of these things. In fact, did you know even the things that God didn't design for you, hurtful things, troubling things, He can turn them around for your good? We know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Amen? So smile a while. Give your face a rest. Let's stand up together. Let's pray together. Let's ask God for glory strength to endure the process and to, and to not just survive but thrive. God wants to give us a fresh vision and destiny for our lives. He wants us to give a fresh perspective of the trials and tribulations. You know, when I would read, you know, count it all joy when you fall under trials and tribulations. Oh, it's a test. It used to bother me, but hey, when you see, you get the long distance perspective, amen, you can endure. Father, tonight we thank you for the word of God in our hearts. And as we began tonight, Lord, we embrace the fact that you could speak to us and change our lives forever. And Lord, I pray this truth of endurance would change our lives forever. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for working it in us and for helping us and for giving us grace. And Lord, we embrace the process. And Lord, we look to Jesus who is invisible. Lord, we just keep our eyes on the prize. And we thank you, Lord, for the reward. We have need of endurance. I want you to just declare that to God. Lord, I have need of endurance to do the will of God. Lord, I don't want to cast away my confidence. I want to trust you through the process. And have faith with a joy in my heart, knowing that the testing of my faith will produce endurance. Endurance will have its perfect work, and I'll be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you tonight. Now, next Wednesday night, let me give you a, a, a couple of quick insights. Next Sunday morning, I don't know if I even, I didn't say anything about this Sunday. I think it was probably in the bulletin. Next Sunday morning, Dr. David Shibley and his wife Naomi will be here preaching for us. 
And if you know, he's been long-term missionary friends. We travel the world together. Uh, he is a international missiologist. I'm telling you, the guy has a heartbeat on the world. And his organization, Global Advance, has trained over a half a million church leaders around the world in the gospel and in the Great Commission Commission. Uh, and just doing great things for God. They'll be here. In fact, uh, just a side note, he's actually on Saturday doing an all-day thing with, uh, I think, 13 young men, some from our church, a few not, uh, a day with David. He's going to download all day long into these guys' lives. Uh, Daniel and Ike and Trent and Ryan and Co Kobe. Yeah, Kobe's in there. And so, uh, wow, it's going to be great. Uh, and uh, then Sunday, he'll he, actually going to take him over to Pastor Ron's and he'll preach the early service, be back here and preach this service. Uh, and then that night is going to teach our leadership class. So everybody's invited to that and it'll be here in the sanctuary. Other churches are going to come and uh, be a part of that on Sunday night. It's our normal uh, 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 learning to lead from any level class, if you remember that. And so uh, just going to really... Uh, wear him out, working good for us. It's a great weekend, an opportunity for all of us to be uh, invested, him to invest his life in us. Uh, and then uh, in a couple of Wednesdays, not next Wednesday, but in a couple of Wednesdays, we will begin, as you saw the intro Sunday, uh, a small group series called God's at War. Now, as I'm getting into this, I, you know, I, uh, I'm pretty convicted, jazzed, and excited, and fearful of God in a lot of ways now that, uh, but uh, wow, I think it's going to be life-changing, transformative in our lives. So keep that in mind, uh, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, I think that's the timetable, we'll actually begin this small group series on Wednesday night. And historically, our small group times grow numerically, so it's a great impact opportunity. So Keep that in mind. We've got great things going. And I'll be teaching, preaching on Sunday morning, uh, not this Sunday, of course, but next Sunday, in, in concert kind of along the same lines as our Wednesday night uh, series called uh, American Idols. Uh, and so we're going to dethrone uh, the modern-day idols of our lives. Uh, I don't think any of you all are bowing down before sticks and stones and statues, but we all bow down in different ways to different things, and we're going to dethrone those things. And everybody said... Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Love you.